Hi, and welcome to episode 47 of Walk to Work from springtime in Edinburgh. Uh, shout out to people who enjoy uh, checking in on Edinburgh weather. At the moment, it's drizzling. Um, and I've been really digging how uh, Edinburgh seasons are different from uh, other seasons I've experienced uh, in a kind of... Uh, there is some additional green, um, just like there was a bit of snow in winter, but in general the, the, the kind of temperature differentiates the season a bit less, but the, the, the growth cycle uh, is still there. The birds uh, are singing a lot more. We have some ducklings in the roof garden outside my work. Um, and uh, the, the sunlight, obviously, now we have lots and lots of daylight, uh, and increasingly so. And like every day you see, oh, it's got dark even later. That's nice. And I'll presumably it gets bright even earlier, but I'm not really up in time for that. Anyway, today I'd like to talk about spirals and grounding. Uh, it's interesting how spirals and grounding has a ring to it, but grounding and spirals does not. Uh, I think there's some kind of rule about that. Like how uh, it's a tick-tock and not tock-tick. Anyway, apparently my, my brain is not entirely... Uh, grounded today because it's very uh, jittery and jumpy around. What do we mean when we talk about grounding? So obviously uh, in a dance context there is a uh, kind of idea of having a balance of being able to use the ground um, and of being well, because you have balance, you're slightly uh, un unflappable, unpushable over. Um, you don't look like you're in risk. Uh, or you don't feel like you're in risk uh, of falling over. And that's kind of the, the physical grounding. So that's number one. Then number two, you have uh, an aesthetic grounding. So you see that um, in African-American dances. You see it a little bit differently uh, in West African dances, uh, you see it a bit differently again uh, in uh, European folk dances. Uh, but there's a, a visual non-scaredness of being in the ground and even uh, a value of appearing in the ground. Uh, and there's kind of a more in the ground you appear, <coughs> uh, the 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 more light you appear when you're not on the ground. I'm not quite sure how that works or what the, the aesthetic value is. Um, and that's kind of contrasted with a uh, high art form. Um, and maybe also more kind of uh, airy uh, styles of folk dancing that you also find in Europe. Um, where kind of the goal at some point at any rate is to look like you're floating above the ground. Uh, and so to look like you're floating above the ground, you have to be uh, grounded when you're using the ground. But you kind of use a trick, an illusion to make it seem less so. Whereas, for example, in blues, you physically are grounded and you look grounded. Uh, and that's a deliberate choice you can make. <coughs> uh, so that's um, the second one, looking grounded. Uh, third one is um, uh, being psychologically grounded. People talk about being feeling grounded uh, or feeling centered uh, psycholo uh, emotionally. Uh, uh, and that's a kind of, again, a feeling of 
um, unflappableness and a feeling of uh, presence uh, that you feel that you're kind of in the universe um, and that uh, if things come at you uh, you can kind of let them wash over you uh, without affecting you so much because uh, you are grounded uh, that's number three a fourth is a kind of a psychosomatic form of grounding uh, which is that uh, in order to be um, uh, grounded in your mind you let your mind travel into your body and so you're psychologically grounded through being physically grounded uh, and so people often use uh, the term uh, being present or being in the moment for that and also being in your body uh, and it's really interesting uh, and I've alluded to this topic before and I'll probably get back to it again how um, feeling like we're physically inhabiting our body and being grounded physically is related to being grounded uh, emotionally, mentally, psychologically um, in part I think because uh, inhabiting our body allows us to inhabit uh, the, the, the world uh, and so but at the same time if we inhabit the world in a grounded way in a way where we're not off kilter uh, off balance uh, we kind of feel um, attuned to our needs uh, and able to um, respond to the world not by um, resisting it, not by escaping it, but just by letting it uh, flow. Uh, and lastly, uh, again coming back to dancing and coming to partner dancing, um, this is more a kind of use of being grounded than it is actually being grounded. Uh, we connect typically with our upper body um, but we dance with our whole body and with the floor. Um, and especially for dances where there's a strong uh, aesthetic of using the floor, we're wanting to communicate that use of the floor uh, with our partner. And I use communicate... Um, We're not deliberately communicating it. I mean, we are. We're deliberately not not communicating it. So instead of hiding our use of the floor from our partner, we're allowing it to flow through all our limbs. Uh, and that's related to a last, were there six in total, uh, thing of grounding, uh, which is um, a kind of uh, Alexander technique E of, and also other, other um, uh, somatic methods that uh, the way that the head uh, floats up, the way that the upper body goes up, uh, the way that we activate um, our straightness, not straightness, our, our length um, is for um, things to go equally up and down. The sinking uh, into our heels, the being in our body, uh, the letting um, uh, the letting the, 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 the lower spine go down is what uh, allows the upper spine to extend uh, up and the head to float up. And so if you try to take your whole body up, well, there's a kind of lack of down to help it go up. 
Uh, I'm making gestures with my hands that you can't see. Um, and again, so if we have a, a, a down for partnering and we're using the floor, uh, we can let that travel up uh, into our extremities, into our head, into our limbs, um, and, and our partner can feel how our whole body is moving. Um, whereas if we don't do that, we can kind of mask it all off. Uh, and the interesting thing is that I think, although each form of grounding, uh, so particularly, so the sort of kind of uses as grounding, um, as aesthetics, as uh, technique to achieve things, uh, and then there's um, sensations of grounding. Are they in the mind? Are they in the body? Are they in both? Um, and there's an interesting way for me that everything kind of relates to uh, the physical, biomechanical sense of grounding that happens through spirals. And so um, this is especially true kind of for the, for the lower limbs. And then they extend with the psoas uh, kind of up uh, half the spine. Um, so I guess it's also true uh, of the, of the uh, upper body as well. Um, the, uh, the, the, the way I think of physical grounding uh, is kind of this thing of are you being a seaweed and seaweed is very unresilient. Um, are you being uh, in that it just gets uh, floated to wherever the current is going? Are you being a rock? And the rock is very, uh, and the seaweed sort of kind of takes itself away from the world. Uh, it sort of lets itself be buffeted uh, by the world uh, without, without letting it bother it. Uh, but it's not succeeding in doing anything to stop the buffeting. It's just pretending that the buffeting isn't there or is irrelevant to it. Um, and if you take a rock or even a tree, um, the tree, if it gets, not so much the tree, it depends, uh, if it gets uh, buffeted by wind, for example, uh, or the rock in the ocean, it just doesn't move. Uh, and this unwillingness to move uh, for the rock is what's going to make it be uh, eroded uh, over the years. Uh, for the tree, it's what means that if there's a strong storm, it's going to be blown over. Uh, and that's also, that is because also trees and rocks uh, and um, uh, uh, seaweed do not have a dynamic um, mechanics. They kind of have static mechanics with a bit of electricity. <gasps> there is such a bunch of good doggos up in front of me. This is the first time I've ever used the word doggo out loud, but they're all sitting there very patiently waiting to be taken for a walk. Oh my goodness. Um, um, do not know how to handle uh, all these dogs. Clearly not very grounded today. Um, uh, and what we have uh, at our disposal is kind of a series of spirals that I alluded to uh, in previous podcasts about uh, the foot and about the pelvis. Um, kind of like if you take a time-lapse uh, picture of a flower, a uh, flower kind of unfurls. Uh, as we go down into the ground, uh, we kind of furl up, and as we come away from the ground, we kind of unfurl. 
uh, and if we stop and so it's not just coming it's not just bending or flexing at the ankles at the hips uh, and at the knees um, it's letting the rest of the unfurling also happen and so we have uh, the um, ischial half is that what it's called yeah Ish, is, anyway, uh, we have the, the, the one half of the pelvis uh, is spiraling um, out. Uh, well, hmm. Actually, I would call it spiraling in, I guess. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, when seen from above, the right half uh, is spiraling uh, anti-clockwise. Um, so the, the ASIS goes in, the PSIS goes out, uh, the sit bone uh, goes uh, out. Then when we get lower down, we get to the femur, the femur spirals uh, out. So the front part of the femur, uh, so it goes clockwise, seen from above. Uh, the greater trochanter um, spirals kind of uh, back um, and the, uh, the, 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 the top of the femur um, uh, spirals uh, outwards yeah um, then we get to the 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 tibia uh, or the the shin and the shin spirals um, in uh, so the 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 top of the um, the it goes counterclockwise when seen from above and then the ankle bone the foot and the uh, ankle part of the foot uh, spirals uh, out or fans out um, and then uh, the calcaneum, no, not the ankle part of the foot. Uh, the, 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 the foot fans out, uh, helped by the outward of the ankle bone. And then the heel bone uh, kind of spirals in, except its top part doesn't really have anywhere to go. So the relative of the top part swinging in is that the bottom part swings out, so it uh, everts. And these are complex motions that kind of happen in 3D. Um, and that uh, good grounding um, allows these spirals to happen. And I like to think of it as a leg that's alive. And this leg that's alive, um, it has kind of a, a two ends of range. It has spiraled all the way in and it has spiraled all the way out. And this kind of matches up with um, being all the way down and being all the way up uh, and slightly doesn't uh, in that you can try to go down uh, and you can succeed in going down without spiraling. And it's kind of pushing against and it's kind of um, crumpling a flower instead of furling it up. Uh, but it, it sort of works. Um, and saying depending on the range of motion uh, you, you're wanting is this is your endpoint. You can make that endpoint uh, match up with uh, the end range of the spirals, and you can also choose not to go to the end range of uh, your of your spirals, and that gives you a little bit of resilience, a little bit of movement, and I think that's the the big part uh, of being grounded. Uh, being grounded is getting into that spiral just a little bit so that if you have uh, balance problems or if you have uh, anything that's kind of affecting you from outside you can respond to that uh, by adjusting your spiral a little bit spiraling in uh, more or spiraling out more 
uh, and just letting uh, that um, be absorbed. And this is a really powerful absorption mechanism. It's not like the absorption of a car. But if you imagine a car being buffeted uh, by, it's on a boat and there's stormy seas, uh, the stormy seas at some point is going to make the car bounce. Um, whereas you can use those spirals to adjust mostly uh, to stay contacted to the ground. Uh, obviously there's limits to that. Um, if, however, you kill, if you arrive at the extent of your spiral, the maximum extent, uh, so often people are at the up range of their spiral, uh, the sit bones are all the way in, um, the femurs um, are already kind of flared out, uh, the tibias don't move relative to the femurs, uh, and the foot uh, doesn't move, and it's kind of inverted in, uh, the, the heel bone is inverted in. Uh, and that's not a that's a place where you have a lot of give in one direction uh, Except people often don't because they're sort of stuck there and you have no uh, give uh, in the other direction So if you spiral out or spiral fell up a little bit from there So you spread your sit bones you allow your femurs uh, to uh, roll out uh, You allow your tibia to roll in you allow your ankle to roll out you allow your heel uh, to roll in or rather to revert so the bottom of the heel swings outwards the bottom of the sit bones swing outwards uh, because they're the, the same direction um, then suddenly you have you've started working along the range of that spiral and you're not stuck at the extremity of it uh, and you have direction uh, in both ways and I think that's physically uh, what grounding looks like. And then if you're going for aesthetic grounding like in blues uh, you're going to want to be further down into ground and so you can let that spiral go kind of to its mid-range as a default and then you can spiral all the way up but you're probably not going to and you can spiral all the way down from there and being in that mid-range while being grounded or while being uh, uh, physically grounded uh, is what gives you a full range of, of dance uh, movement. Uh, and then the difficulty is if you kill that spiral at any point, it's like turning off the, the dampener function on your, um, uh, on your car and then suddenly your suspension's gone. Uh, and you can do that by sticking your feet in shoes, you can do that by not allowing your pelvic floor uh, to be strong and flexible or not working on the strength and flexibility of your, of your pelvic floor. Um, you can work on that by allowing uh, kind of brute force uh, to uh, be uh, your balance absorption uh, as opposed to these spirals. Um, and so the, the thinking about the spirals is one way to kind of achieve this grounding. Uh, and another is just um, placing yourself uh, down, letting your limbs lengthen, uh, letting your awareness sink to your heels. And that kind of frees up the, 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 the muscles that are blocking uh, the spirals from happening and the spirals will just happen uh, because they've been happening to humans for millions of years so there's no reason for them not to happen in you uh, so long as you'll just uh, let them. And then you have kind of a chicken and egg situation uh, in that uh, being grounded is part of feeling safe uh, but a lot of the anti-spiralness that we have in our body are mechanisms that protect us because we feel unsafe and so basically we can uh, kind of work towards feeling safe and grounded uh, by allowing ourselves to be uh, safe and grounded. That's all for me for this week.
I'm late for my morning meeting. Uh, I'll see you next week. Let me know what you think grounding works out as because this is kind of my work in progress on grounding. Um, and uh, I'll see you next time. Until then, take care.